welcome to the Learning for Good podcast. Nonprofit learning leaders want to develop the skills their people need to scale their mission and create greater impact. If that's you, you're in the right place. This show guides you through learning and development best practices, top trends, and aha moments so you can deliver the very best staff development opportunities, even in a virtual world. It's Learning for Good with your host, Heather Burright. Picture it. Sicily, 1922. Okay, maybe we don't have to go that far back for you to think of the last training that you attended. So picture that. Picture the last training that you attended. Were you engaged? Leaning forward into the conversation? Hands-on, practicing a new skill? Or were you bored? Yawning? Or even multitasking? If you were bored, type bored in the comments. If you were engaged, let me know and type engaged in the comments. I want to hear from you. So if you were bored, but you want to be engaged, this episode of Learning for Good is for you. We're going to explore how to take training from the worst training ever to something that is relevant, meaningful, and even fun. Welcome to this week's episode of Learning for Good, where we explore best practices, top trends, and lessons learned so nonprofit learning and development leaders can develop the skills of their people, even in a virtual world. We're exploring how to create better virtual training, training that is effective and efficient, training that is both strategic and compassionately human-centered, training that is fun to attend. And it's all based on my experience creating custom learning solutions for nonprofits and scaling them nationally so they could see real results. Let's dive in. It's learning for good. Now, I'm sure you could think of a training you attended where you left feeling like it was a total waste of your time. And if it was a full day of training, it might have felt like eight hours and the worst training ever. So how do we go from from that, right, from that experience, the worst training ever, to a training that people actually want to attend? We're going to make it relevant, meaningful, and fun. Let's talk about what those three things mean. Make it relevant. So relevant means the training is strategic. It can directly tie back to your organization's priorities. Maybe it's your strategic plan or something else and the audience's job. So there's something strategic that you're helping them do better. It's going to help them be better at their job. It's going to help them drive the organization's priorities forward. It's strategic. That makes it relevant. But to do this, we have to start by being clear about what your organization's priorities are. So maybe, like I said, maybe that's in your strategic plan. Um, Maybe you need to spend some time defining those priorities. But either way, we can be clear from the beginning about what we are trying to achieve. Once you know what your organization's priorities are, you can align your talent practices to those priorities. And that includes training. Okay, so if your training is strategic, it will also be relevant, but relevant also means that training is actionable. So often I see uh, the organization will determine a need for a training and then 
the training becomes an information dump from the subject matter expert. But knowledge doesn't equal behavior change. I know that I should do my laundry every day if I don't want it to pile up. Yet every week I end up with a load of laundry that is so big, I question how many people are living in my house, right? People know they should eat healthy and they should exercise, but that doesn't always mean that they follow through. Knowledge doesn't equal behavior change. So focus on the action that you need your staff to take. Do you need them to interact with your clients, whatever you call your um, customer or your you know, program uh, participants or whatever it is for you, whoever's receiving your services or your programs? Do you need them to your staff to interact with them differently? There's an action there. Do you need them to use a new software? There's an action there. Do you need them to tell the story of your organization to raise money? There's an action there. So identify that action and then give your staff and your volunteers an opportunity to practice taking that action in the safe environment of a training. That also makes it relevant. So it is relevant when it is tied to your organization's priorities, when it is tied to the audience's job, and when it is actionable. Now, the next thing make it relevant, make it meaningful, and make it fun, is meaningful. Part of making a training meaningful is making it relevant, right? When it's strategic, it ties to the organization's priorities, it ties to the audience's job, when it's actionable, that makes it meaningful. We want to answer that question, what's in it for me? But part of making it meaningful is also about meeting deeper human needs like the need for connection and the need for reflection and exploration. So our learners come to us with experiences and expertise. So how can we let them use those experiences or share their expertise with others? How can we let them almost discover what it is that they need to learn and practice that, again, the action piece, instead of just telling them. Because when we do this, when we allow them to share their expertise with others or draw on their past experiences or discover what they need to learn, we're making it meaningful to them. We're giving them autonomy in the learning environment and that makes it meaningful. So make it relevant, make it meaningful. The other one was make it fun. Now, everyone has a different definition of the word fun. What's fun to one person is not going to be fun to the next person, right? Some people enjoy collaborating. They enjoy teamwork. And so if you build a training that is really collaborative, that's going to be fun to them. For others, that might start to drain them a little bit. For some people working in a, in a casual environment is fun. For some, Fun is games, right? Or telling jokes, laughing, that's fun. But no matter what their definition of fun is, what you can do is make sure the training is engaging and interactive. 
So there are tons of features within the virtual classroom that allow you to keep things moving, keep things engaging, keep it interactive for the learner. You can use things like the chat box. You can use things like a whiteboard, breakout groups, polling features. All of these things are built into your virtual environment and keep it engaging, keep it interactive. And you can use these tools to give them the practice that they're looking for to allow them to share their experiences that they've had and their expertise with each other. So it's engaging, it's interactive, and it's pulling on the meaningful piece of the training as well. You can also use outside tools like Kahoot or other virtual collaboration spaces that maybe have a few more features than just the whiteboard that's built into the training platform. You can use techniques like improv and storytelling analogies to help people pull on that experience, to help people connect to what you're sharing with them. And at the end of the day, we want to get them hands on whenever possible, because when they're engaged, they're going to have more fun. All right. So we're going to keep it relevant, meaningful and fun. And when we do this, we get to say goodbye to boring training and training that could have been an email, right? That could have been an email blues. We can put an end to that and we can say hello to training that is engaging and effective. Thanks for watching. Hit subscribe and click the bell to get notified of more videos just like this one. Thanks for listening to the Learning for Good podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd appreciate your support. Stay connected by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and review and share the Learning for Good podcast with your community on social media.